0: Well, an exciting day, I guess, for more than 300 Ukrainian nationals. They arrived in Winnipeg uh, late yesterday after fleeing Russia's invasion of their homeland. Of course, the group was one of three to arrive in this country or who will arrive in this country on flights chartered by the federal government. Um, Anastasia Selesnova waited patiently to greet her cousin who was coming from northern Ukraine. Uh, She says her cousin only found it three days ago that she would actually be on the flight. We believed that it will happen so we just like hope that these things will work for us and it happened so you're just like in these difficult times and when it's dark around you you're trying to keep at least a light of hope. Ixenia zenenko uh, says she was thinking uh, about home and her family that are still back in Ukraine, but the 30-year-old mom was on that flight from Poland to Manitoba's capital on Monday. Uh, again, the first of three that will be bringing um, people from Ukraine here, or Ukrainians at least. Uh, the second one uh, will leave for Montreal from Poland on May 29th. The third will hit head to Halifax on June the 2nd. Uh, zenenko says she's grateful to be safe with her son here, but is looking looking forward to the day where they can go home. Now we stay here, uh, won't go to work and leave and what be in future we don't know. I'm sure many feel that way tonight. Uh, Good to be in a safe spot, but of course, with eyes back on Ukraine. Manitoba has set up a Ukrainian refugee reception center to help new arrivals uh, with things such as housing and medical care. And joining me now with more is Nick Crowetz. He's a director at the Association of Manitoba Municipalities and a volunteer with the Ukrainian Canadian Congress. Nick, thank you so much for your time tonight. Good evening. Uh, Must have been. I mean, it must have been exciting for everyone to arrive yesterday at last. I realize you you did a lot of work getting ready.
1: Yes. No. It was a very special day, and uh, certainly one that Manitoba should be very proud about. Uh, I think you know, as myself, as a Manitoban and as a Ukrainian Canadian, uh, things yesterday could not have gone smoother. Things were, people were processed very quickly, very efficiently. And over 328 individuals were processed in a matter of a few hours. And this typically takes three to four or five hours to get one individual processed at a large airport such as Toronto to have 300 plus processed, deboarded and onto buses going to the hotel and reception hub in a matter of a couple hours was just remarkable and, and kudos to everybody involved, uh, particularly the provincial government and their response team, the federal government and the Winnipeg uh, Airport Authority and its staff and our team of volunteers that were there helping to translate and greet uh, people coming off the plane.
0: Yeah, What did you hear from them of just about how people were? I mean, it's a long journey, obviously, from Poland to Winnipeg, but it was uh, they must have been both relieved and, and, um, and had some anticipation there about what life might be like in a new place.
1: Yes, absolutely. All of the arrivals were extremely grateful and appreciative of of the welcome that they received. And uh, I think a lot of the four were actually kind of, kind of surprised as well because soon as the the doors opened out of the arrivals area, many came out and as uh, soon as they saw the crowd and uh, people cheering, Ukrainians saying, welcome to Canada, welcome to Manitoba, a lot of them did start crying and uh, the smiles that were on their faces and on their children's faces uh, made it all worthwhile. And certainly they were welcomed with um, open arms and open hearts. And it was a very warm welcome indeed.
0: Nick, for those of you who've watched with so much, I mean, we've spoken before for those of you who have watched from afar with so much trepidation about what's happening uh, in Ukraine, it must provide a sense of at least a sense of satisfaction that you can do something to help.
1: Yes, no, absolutely. I think everybody in our community here in Manitoba, but Ukrainian Canadians across the country, we feel that everybody in Ukraine and has been affected is all part of one family, and we're trying to help as many people as we can in every way we can. And um, certainly Manitoba is trying to do that and why we were chosen as the first destination for the first federal charter flight to, to Canada was to Winnipeg was because of our successful model that we've developed here with our airport welcome desk and also the provincial government reception hub, what's the one-stop shop for services and access to supports. That is not happening anywhere else in the country. So certainly Winnipeg is a very ideal destination for for Ukrainians seeking safe haven. And we certainly hope that this was not the first and only uh, charter flight, but hopefully many more will follow. And uh, we are ready to welcome them as soon as the federal government it will be able to commit to more charter flights.
0: So what were the preparations like? Because it's not easy to bring in 328 people and find them somewhere to stay and and find them places to live, at least not hotels, but families to help them out. I guess there was probably a lot of people willing to volunteer out there, but coordinating it would be difficult. So how long was the preparation process and what did that look like?
1: Well, we've actually been having a welcome desk at the airport since April 15th, and we've been welcoming and greeting newcomers uh, ever since then. And prior to yesterday, actually over 400 individuals have already come. So with yesterday's arrival of 328 additional people, that puts us over 700 already. And uh, so we've been working around the clock and uh, certainly in close cooperation with the provincial government and airport staff trying to make yesterday a success, which it was. But uh, certainly, we couldn't have done it without our volunteers. We had about 40 or 50 volunteers mm-hmm. from the community that were working behind the scenes in the secured area, helping CBSA officials with translation and providing guidance and direction to the newcomers. So certainly, it was uh, all hands on deck. But it was a, a very collaborative process. And but how they were processed uh, so quickly, I still I'm still thinking about that because it was just truly amazing. And how they got onto the bus and to the um, onwards to the provincial government reception hub and so forth. A lot of them are being uh, put up at the hotel and their temporary accommodations. Uh, but some of them did have family or friend connections here in Manitoba, and then they were able to proceed and go on with them. But out of the the 300 plus that arrived, uh, there's about 200 currently in the hotel. Uh, And they'll be there for the next few days while they do quarantine and and that kind of thing. And they get settled and they have a chance to breathe and process what they just experienced over the last three months. But um, as soon as they are comfortable, I guess they can get access to a range of services at the hotel, at the hub, such as getting a Manitoba health card, getting a SIN number, getting registered with Manitoba Start, which is an immigration uh, settlement, resettlement services agency and also register for housing. And uh, housing right now is certainly top of mind. Uh, As a concern for these new arrivals, I would say there's three. Uh, There's housing, jobs, and childcare. And uh, those are the questions that we're getting asked the most uh, because the school year is almost ending as well here, and uh, people that have come with children, they're saying, you know, where can our children go during the summer months while we're looking for a job, while we're looking for an apartment? So we're trying to help as best we can, make those connections and show them around, show them the different options. Uh, but really, we're trying to just, uh, you know, put them at ease and reassure them that everything will just be OK. You know, you can take some time for yourself because, you know, some of these people have come from eastern Ukraine, from southern Ukraine, from the front lines. They've come from Kharkiv, they've come from Odessa, they've come from Zaporizhia, Nikolaev. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of the the last families getting off the plane yesterday was a family of five from the city of Mariupol. Wow, and okay. the city of Mariupol is about 400,000 people, which has been totally destroyed and wiped off the mm-hmm. map. So yep. seeing smiles on their faces was just, uh, it was overwhelming and it was just, uh, it was so heartwarming to see them uh, just feel at ease here in Winnipeg.
0: Yeah, I was, I was Nick. When, when you talk about that, um, I, I was in Mariupol years ago. Went back, you know, in 2014, and it was. I can't even imagine it today. Obviously, with all that's happened, how do you accommodate the families that are coming from places? I mean, there will be, as you mentioned, there are families coming from really the front lines, places like Kharkiv, which mm-hmm. were bombed for weeks, and Mariupol. It couldn't be worse than that. Um, uh, what kind of services are you able to offer those who may be in need of more than just a place to live and, and a bit of a helping hand getting started yeah. People who may really need some 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 help?
1: So at the provincial government reception hub, uh, Manitoba Health is also there. And they can provide sort of an immediate sort of assessment of individuals whether they need access to urgent care or so forth. But certainly, some of these people have witnessed uh, just absolutely horrendous things. Uh, some of them likely do have PTSD from being forced to flee their homes, seeing their their homes destroyed, seeing their you know neighbors potentially killed and so forth, or their own family members. Um, so you know, it's just an absolutely horrendous situation that no human should ever have to experience. But you know, that's why we are trying to get uh, this um, all supports, all programs and services under one roof. And Manitoba has been able to do that, which has been amazing because, again, no other province is doing this. So we are uniquely positioned and set up to welcome people. Uh, but our, really our goal is to greet them or welcome them, provide them with uh, access to these information and services and in that way they can maybe settle more quickly transition uh, if they do plan on staying here you know longer but a lot of them when you talk to them they say we just want to go home when the war is over when it's safe to do so so that's they still have that sort of um i guess thinking underway but unfortunately the war shows no signs of stopping And for those people that have come from Kharkiv or Mariupol uh, or other cities and towns in southern and eastern Ukraine, they may not have a home to go back to. Um, So, again, they are going to be restarting their lives here. And it's our job. It's our duty as the community to support them and help them in every way possible. And that's certainly what we're trying to do and uh, the situation is obviously evolving because people that originally were starting to come here a lot of them did have that family or friend connection to Manitoba but now that 3 months have passed 3 months of war we're now seeing more people come here with no prior connection to Manitoba so we're again we have to sort of tailor our approach i guess in that sense and but it really is it's it's really amazing in terms of the number of volunteers there's hundreds of here uh volunteers here in Winnipeg all kinds of initiatives and offers of support and uh there's probably five different ways that people can get support when they get off the plane at the airport at the provincial government reception hub, and then there's three other community sort of aid centers set up that are providing. Uh, clothing baby items non-perishable items uh, housewares larger furniture such as dressers tables so people can furnish their apartments and so forth so it's really uh, every every kind of support that one would think that someone would need it's it's being done and uh, we're just over so honestly overwhelmed but the outpouring of support is overwhelming because it's coming from all walks of life not just within the ukrainian community but outside of it in terms of organizations businesses municipalities and the offers just keep on coming in and it's certainly appreciated and needed because more arrivals will will also be coming you know it's like you know there's Hmm. already 700 plus and every day at the airport we're seeing 20 30 40 people coming And those numbers are increasing. And with the war showing no signs of stopping, that will continue to happen for the foreseeable future.
0: The pleasure of having Nick Kravitz uh, join us this half hour to talk about uh, the arrival last night of 328 Ukrainian nationals brought here by a chartered plane that the federal government chartered uh, from Poland to Winnipeg, starting their first full day here today with lots of support, Uh, as Nick was saying earlier, uh, the province of Manitoba, volunteers, municipalities have done all kinds of work to try to make sure that Ukrainians arriving here are welcomed in a way that allows them to get off on a good foot. Uh, Nick is a director at the Association of Manitoba Municipalities and a volunteer with the Ukrainian-Canadian Congress. Nick, it, Manitoba seems to be the only, you were mentioning this, Manitoba is the only one uh, to have come up or at least gone this far to provide this much of sort of an all-encompassing service. Uh, I, I, I know you don't have a, a crystal ball in this, but I, I would imagine that given your experiences, other provinces need to catch up because this is what's needed.
1: Yes, I would say absolutely. And with the two additional charters coming in the coming weeks to Montreal and Halifax, actually there were uh, observers from Montreal and Halifax in Winnipeg yesterday watching how it was all unfolding and taking notes and so forth. So that was kind of interesting to learn um but but certainly i i don't think it could have gone any smoother and and i think manitoba did score a lot of points yesterday in terms of welcoming these people and i certainly hope other provinces uh, are taking notice of what's happening here because from my understanding, there is, uh, Manitoba is the only province with this kind of hub system uh, that is providing a one stop shop access to all kinds of services and supports. And given the need and given the numbers potentially coming to Canada, Under the federal pathway that was opened on March 17th, there are currently over 240,000 applications amongst individuals wanting to seek a safe haven here in Canada. And only 30,000 have actually arrived only. Uh, Mm -hmm. And out of that 240,000, just over 100,000 have been processed and approved. So there's still about 100... um, or 110 or so thousand applications that are still in the process of being reviewed and and so forth. But according to the information that I have too, the IRCC, the federal department surveyed some of those applicants and the survey suggested that uh, three quarters of them do intend to come to Canada within three months of getting the visa and the, all the documents and so forth. So that is a very large number And uh, certainly then we are preparing to welcome more individuals because that is a very large number and they, they won't all be coming to Winnipeg naturally, they'll be going across the country. So having those supports on arrival are just so critical. Because up until recently, for example, in Toronto, out of at Pearson Airport, as soon as a newcomer got off the plane and walked out the airport, they were essentially on their own. But thanks to the UCC in Toronto and so forth, there are some community supports. but overarching like, there is that n- that there is no one stop shop. And I think a lot of the provinces will be taking notice of what Manitoba is doing. And certainly I hope they replicate it and they can scale up and uh, tailor it to their own unique uh, provincial circumstances and so forth. But, it is a very streamlined operation, and it's certainly a huge help. And the arrivals are very grateful to not having to go to 10 different places and take taxis or rely on other volunteers to drive them around when they can just go to one, one, uh, one location and go from table to table and uh, fill all the necessary forms, get registered, and get on their way. And in terms of the Manitoba Health Card, for example, they can be turned around in a in a day or two. Uh, Service Canada is also present at the hub, and they're giving out SIN numbers in a matter of minutes. Um, so typically, that process can take weeks online. Um, yep. So again, it's a it's a tremendous help, and, with that, and once they have the SIN number, for example, they can start working. Um, so. It's very timely and it's very much needed because these people are coming not only to support themselves because they're also supporting their family back in Ukraine or their relatives that have been forced to flee into the neighboring countries. So it is providing a critical lifeline for not just all, not just themselves, but for their entire family.
0: Nick, you describe a bureaucratic process that most Canadians never see. And that's <laughs> that's a very fast and efficient one, which is fantastic to hear. Because and after it. leaving uh, Ukraine, making it to Poland, flying all the way here, waiting and waiting, and then making it onto this mm. flight, then landing here, one can only imagine that the first thing that someone would want to see is an easy way of getting everything done. Nick, uh, thank you so much for the update. Congratulations on the good work. And uh, I'm sure we'll speak to you again. Uh, good luck with, with those who arrive in the future.
1: Thank you so much. We appreciate the opportunity and your support. Thank you very much.